Coming up, 21st century bird feeders, apple picking, apps that know everything about you, and gift cards. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends produced by old friends. Birdseed, apples, apps, gift cards, it's all here on For or Against. I'm your host, Mike McFadden, and joining me tonight, are Patrick Lothian, Mike Winan, and Rob Silver. Hello, friends. Hey, Hello, friend. Fun. How are you doing? It's a party. We're all back together. Friendship yeah. time. All right. Did we miss one week or did we have multiple weeks where we weren't all together? Three, maybe more. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the first I, time in a while. I've yearned for you all. Glad to have you back. Let's, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and jump into our weekly update, starting with Mike Winan. What's been happening since we last spoke? Uh, I, I traveled again. I went to California for a uh, which a state I can pronounce correctly. Um, <laughs> you even the, said it with like a little bit of a California accent. California. California. <laughs> I, the, the song Boobs in California has been stuck in my head for the last week. Um but I uh, went and saw some went to a, a small family wedding, got to see my my uh, extended family and my brother for the first time in two years. So that was fun. Uh, tried to be uh, tried to pull a fast one and and save some money by taking a real late flight back from the West Coast, you know, real late at night. You know, one of those. Um, but now I'm just a complete waste. I have I don't know. Is what it, time was it, it a is. red eye overnight flight? I got I got to bed at like two. Um, yeah, that's even worse because like it's, it's, even it's that in between. Like if I, you wanted I, to be the red eye, so you can just like sleep <laughs> through the whole night on the plane. I took a nap in the middle of the day, so so that's how that's how tired I am. So if I fall asleep while you're talking, it's not that you're boring; it's that I'm just in a dreamscape and, and you're boring. <laughs> There's Thanks definitely some boredom. You're, you're talking specifically right. to Robbie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll try to keep things brief today. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, Mike. Glad to have you here, uh, Pat. What's going on with you? So I have said a couple times how terrible of a griller I am on this show. Yes. But I grilled the perfect steak the other day. Congrats. Because I bought the Ninja Foodie XL. And it's an indoor grill like a George Foreman, but bigger. And it has a thermometer that comes out of it that you stick into your meat. And you tell it, I want it this much done. And then it cooks it. And then it tells you when to flip it. And it tells you when to take it off and how long to rest it. And that's a game changer. So now we can have food. Like we had burgers tonight. It was the first time I made burgers that didn't taste like it was possible the meat was bad because I'm so bad at grilling. So this is good times. I you somehow I hate rotten to... it from the inside. <laughs> I this might need to be a topic, but I don't think you grilled <laughs> based on what yeah. you described. I that, agree. You cooked you cooked some food, but I don't think it was you on a grill using the grill function. It's not actually a grill. It was a Ninja Foodie Express or something <laughs> like, like that. Well, it's, oh. a, it's a flat top grill, you know, like at a like Wendy's uses. It's something like that, you know, oh. but electric. I think is that grilling? I don't even know if that's grilling. It's called a flat top grill. Yeah, but that's cooking. Like you can put some meats and veggies together. It's delicious, but I don't think it's grilling. Yeah, it's I don't really stir fry a burger. Is that what happens? <laughs> I think Pat's right. <laughs> he doesn't care. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks, Pat. Glad to hear that you still don't know how to grill, Robbie. What's going on with you this weekend? 
my wife, my daughter, and I, we went to the Austin Zoo. It's there's a, a rest- zoo? Yes, there's an Austin Zoo. And it's a... <laughs> Private. I mean, it's it's not like a, a huge. I think zoo. it's a guy with a, a bunch of big dogs. <laughs> yes, they have their own Netflix show. Uh, it's like Tiger King Part Two. But mm. no, this is actually a rescue zoo, which is what's really cool about it because all the animals are rescued, and it's a not for profit, and they have people who donate to help keep these animals living and thriving and living their best animal lives. And so we got to be a part of it, and we got to see lions. We saw a monkey sleeping right in front of us, like. His eyes were closed. His mouth was open, snoring. It was awesome. It was fun. Even he finds you boring. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Mike. All right. Well, now it's my turn. Uh, My update uh, pertains to my son, Jack. Uh, He's two years old now, and we got him a scooter, or rather his grandparents. uh, My parents got him a scooter for his birthday. And he loves the scooter, but he won't ride the scooter. He will push the scooter from the wrong side. And I want him to ride it. <laughs> and it'll get him to stand on it. And it'll do like one leg pump. And then he's like, nah, I'd rather push this thing. But the good thing is he likes it so much that like we can actually go on like full walks around the neighborhood. And uh, that, that's my update. He still doesn't know how to use a scooter. But maybe, he's, maybe. Using he <laughs> he's using it. He's using it. He's a scooter user, but he's not a scooter, not a scooter rider. rider. <laughs> no, not yet. All right, gentlemen, now it's time to play for or against. We will each pose a topic. We will talk about that topic, and then we will decide if we are for or against that topic. It looks like I'm kicking things off here, according to the outline. Thank you for putting that together, Robbie. My topic, gentlemen, is the Bird Buddy. For those of you that don't know, the Bird Buddy is a crowdsourced project that is a essentially a ring doorbell camera only instead of you know being attached to your door it's attached to a bird feeder and so you get push notifications to your phone every time a bird lands on said feeder and you get to see a video picture of this bird guys are you into birding are you into technology are you into combining birding and technology and watching birds not in person, but from your mobile device, perhaps at work while you're stuck in an office cubicle, the bird buddy. Is this something that you are buying next Christmas? Robbie, I'd like to start with you. Uh, just when you thought that people who feed birds couldn't get any sadder, <laughs> they have to... McFadden's had birds. Just a heads up before you go too far on this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to go farther. <laughs> I'm just a man like you, you're sitting at work. It's like the same thing as like having a video monitor on your cats all day. Like Angela from the office. I'm here to watch my cats. I'm here to watch my birds. Let the birds do their thing. Let them eat. If you want to see the birds, look at the birds in person. But I'm against this. I, I, I think the technology is very cool. I like that it identifies the bird. But I don't like the bird camera. And I don't like birds. All right. It sounds like you don't have much more to say. I'm going to go I on don't. to Mike Winan, who's wearing his glasses funny on the Zoom camera. Mike, uh, the bird buddy, are you, for, are you for or against the bird buddy? This thing is awesome. I think it's really <laughs> cool. Uh, Rob is wrong again. Um, <laughs> like, So I was, uh, I was away from my dog again for the first time. We boarded him. Uh, and my border has a webcam so I can look at my dog. And I annoyed awesome, so yeah. much of my family. We're like, you want to see what Roscoe's up to? <laughs> oh, who's this friend he has? 
It was so much fun. And then, Rob, particularly in those moments when you're sitting at work, you're eventually we're going to have to go back to our cold, dark cubicle lives. And we just want something to remind us <laughs> that life is continuing outside of the walls. This sounds great. The, the bird feeder. I will also say that not only are you getting to see the birds that are coming to you, to your house, you know, birding is a, is a, is a storied um, hobby, certainly not mine, but I think um, it's very cool. Um, it also, you know, they're helping uh, experts to contribute data to establish where birds are in real time. I like that so really much. Cool I'm thing. so for that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really cool thing. Um, was that sincerity? That I... I could not tell Robbie. <laughs> it was. You want to know okay. the truth? I got <laughs> put on the spot and I didn't really have a strong opinion either way. And now that now that wine is talking about it, I really like it. It's, it's a cool. good idea. Wine and does have a contagious enthusiasm <laughs> for <laughs> bird cameras. Everything. Um, so one thing I knew about birding and I don't know a ton. Uh, but there's this thing called the Great Backyard Bird Count that's been going on for years that the Audubon Society has been doing. And every February, they get as many people as possible. It's like hundreds of thousands of people to go outside and count how many birds they see. And and uh, uh, all, what is the word for a bird scientist? Uh, orthonologist? I don't know. Uh, a bird scientist. They go out and extrapolate that data to see how many birds there are and how the bird, bird populations are healthy and where birds are migrating. This seems like another whole other leap into into that knowledge and protecting birds. Uh, there's cameras all over my house. I'm sure everybody we'll get into it in a minute, but I'm sure somebody can hack into my bird camera and look at my house. That's fine. Uh, but uh, I'm, way, I'm a born, I want a bird buddy. I'm buying one. Ornithologist. Ornithologist. Impressive. Ornithology. Almost. No, almost right. Ornithology. <laughs> cool. I, so I, I really would have been impressed if Pat knew that word. And, All right. And Rob is also four. Yeah, I'm very, four. Okay, I, I was four good. from the beginning. We've got one four and one converted four. Patrick, are we going to make this three uh, fours? Um, I don't have any problem with birds. I don't really get like bird watching, how that's a thing, but like no oh, be other. Be careful. McFadden's like to watch birds. Be careful what you say. <laughs> we but, had birds growing up. <laughs> but, Indoor um, birds. Yeah, That's another topic for another day. <laughs> um, but like there aren't like, oh, Wait, I'm a that's cat really watcher. mean, isn't it? Oh, indoor let's birds. Let, well, we could save that. Let's hear Pat okay. talk about sorry, the topic. Pat, but I'm going to I'm not going to drop it. Stop hijacking ahead, topic hijacker. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do best. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's interesting that there's bird watchers, but not watchers of other things. I, I don't there's really human watchers, but that's a crime. <laughs> um but birds are cool um there's some pretty birds in our area that we see every once in a while and looking at a camera that has birds on it is kind of neat because you get to see it like eat like you couldn't get that close to see like what a bird's up to but this product is, <laughs> is stupid it's real dumb because i just went to uh uh youtube.com and i typed in bird camera and i am now watching hours of live bird cameras yeah but they're not, not at your live. house those aren't your bird. why does it matter no this one's live oh. live bird feeder and i just jumped backwards six hours to see a different time of birds that's so, not live <laughs> <laughs> so this uh this is a this is an unneeded product if you want to see birds at a camera just go to the youtube against 
But isn't Warren <laughs> right? Like, don't you want to see the birds at your no, own house? I don't care. If anything, the birds at my house are probably pretty boring compared to birds other places. Uh, you know, they, you can you can see their inner lives. You know, oh, he's back. Nathaniel's back. Oh, look at that guy. Always <laughs> you're not going to convert me. Seeds. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. You're going to have a bird buddy. That's why it's I, called bird buddy. <laughs> I have a hunch that the real reason that Pat is against this is it's because it's 189 American dollars. What? <laughs> Very against it now. Uh, I thought the YouTube was just a, a ruse to disguise the fact that you're just cheap. Um, all right. So you're against. I think I am for this. I think I would like to go birding and become a birder. I once like as a joke, said that I wanted to become a birder. And then my grandmother-in-law bought me a birding for dummies book. And then I felt really guilty because like she bought me a gift that I wasn't. She really called you a dummy. She called mm-hmm. me a dummy. Well, I didn't feel that bad about that. But I think like, I think I can get into that. It's like, it's a great hobby. And Pat, <clears throat> you're going to be into this. It doesn't cost any money. All you got to do is go outside and just like, look at things. Yeah. And pair of binoculars. <laughs> you need a pair of binoculars. Yeah. That, that's, there's the rub. Um, <laughs> But I think this thing's kind of cool. I think it is fascinating that we are at a point in like society uh, and like the the evolution of humanity and technology where like this product should cost like fifty thousand dollars and be impossible. But instead, yeah. it's like two hundred bucks and anybody can have it, and you can be sitting anywhere in the world and get a push notification, which is a thing, and see a video live streaming of a bird that's in your backyard. That's super cool. I I think as a technologist or fan of technology, I, I I like this product. I am for it. And that's my position. Pat, I'm afraid that you are wrong. Robbie, thank you for changing your opinion. Yeah, you're wrong, Pat. (laughs) Okay, but for real now, can we talk about indoor birds? No. (laughs) That's a a whole topic. That's a whole other topic. Well, I think it's a really good topic, though. Yeah. Well, we'll, okay. we'll yeah. save it exactly. for the listener in the future. Tune <laughs> in later. It segues so well. That's indoor segues well. Okay. Well, you have a topic coming up later in the show. You could change it if you want. Okay. Change Stay tuned and topics. see what I might do. I might just do that. <laughs> All right. Let's move along. Pat, um, it is now your topic, um, completely seasonally appropriate. What do you have for us? <laughs> Mine is apple picking. And I'll even throw in, um, oh, that's the bird cam. I'm like, what is that bird sound? (laughs) Um, I'll even throw in pumpkin picking. So like the act of going and grabbing your own item to either eat or carve uh, as like a group activity. Can we do like strawberries and raspberries? Because that's at least like a summer activity. Yeah. I'm saying any kind of picking. Okay, but the other example you gave was an even pumpkin. later fall. <laughs> so I'm going to do specifically Fruit. pumpkin picking. <laughs> um, and as a side, as an aside, um, add on what you think of like when they make a whole like carnival atmosphere out of the place that you go. <laughs> I thought the making a hole was going another way. I think <laughs> I'm going to start with wine and uh yeah um i've done this i've done apples i've done i, I think i've done that with you or uh pumpkin pumpkin patch pumpkin patching like it's the technical <laughs> term orthonology um but uh, it's fun you know you get to go do something else outside that's not just drinking at a beer 
Um, and you get to it's see drinking hard cider. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a as an adult or but as a kid, you get to learn and get a reminder of where your food comes from. Yeah, you could say the art, the cynical person in you say, oh, they're pay- I'm paying them to do work for them to pick the fruit that I could just go and buy at the store. Um, and that's true. And also the fruit that you get there is definitely worse than the kind that you get at the store. No, but it's, it's an experiential thing. Not true. Yeah, you can. I like what I'm very particular about, about my apples. Like they have to be pristine. Like I'm one of those people who will go oh through my, and look at all. Can I jump in here, Pat? I'm going to go to McFadden. I knew you would do that. <laughs> I mean, all right, I mean, Mike, I don't understand a, an apple that is fresh. Like it could not possibly be fresher because you literally take it off of. Yeah, the but it's got branch. worms. It's going to have worms in it. Maybe no. I, that's happened. That's Wait. happened to me. Oh, and like it has happened. But like the majority of them are fresh, delicious apples. Some of them are okay, even called cool. delicious like, in the name. They, they literally will take some of these apples, put them in a bag, sell them to a store where you will buy them. And then you'll like them because they're from a store. Yeah, but then I get to go through the whole store process. You can go through the whole orchard. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. But I'm for this, by the way. Like, we're on the same side. Um, I'm for this anyway. One time, my brother and I, we, we went and had like, you end up with like way too many apples, way more apples than you're ever going to eat, true. which is pretty funny. And my brother and I, when I was like, I think five years old, and he was nine and we were not being uh, watched by our babysitter at all. Um, and so we uh, decided to make applesauce out of like 30 pounds of apples. So we just took butter knives and chopped them up into small pieces we possibly could. Turned on a frying pan with no oil or anything and threw them in there and then took a- uh, potato measures and tried to mash the hell out of them while like a full blast fire. It, it didn't work. Uh, but we didn't get hurt either. But we learned about apples that day, and couldn't have happened without apple picking. I am four. Uh, you may have learned about apples, but you did not learn about applesauce or that <laughs> safety. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I am for social foraging. I think it's really <laughs> cool. Um, I think it's a good activity. I, I really, uh, there's a dude in, I think Florida and for a year he, uh, he subsisted his, uh, like living by growing everything. And he like made deals with like other families so he could like grow vegetables and stuff in their yards and like he only ate food uh, that he like harvested from the local area and i I think that's kind of cool i love that idea um and i i would like to get better at being able to recognize things that just like grow like in the normal area around you and be able to be like, oh, that's an edible mushroom that you could eat and like not die from something poisonous. So I'm all for this. I, I love uh, every bit of this. Um, I know, uh, Pat, your dad has gotten into like growing a vegetable garden and I don't know if I'll get to it this summer, but in the near future, like a dream of mine that I think is very much attainable is to be able to like grow a meal and or at least a salad that I eat and just like go outside with my shears and just like snip it and then eat it. And then be like, I think that'd be very satisfying to sort of get back to your, you know, how, how people lived for like all of, you know, human existence up until, you know, pretty recently. I'm for apple picking, strawberry picking, raspberry picking, mushroom foraging, and, and anything like that. If you can do it with friends, even better, I'm for Nice. How about you, Robert? Okay. Well, first of all, 
this is a stupid topic because <laughs> <laughs> like of course everyone's for this like why would you not be for this it's always fun you go with your friends or if you're yeah, if but you're the a... fruit's not good what who are you are you kidding <laughs> okay you're kidding but <laughs> to that point so i had the the honor Limbished. of going apple picking with my wife and my daughter and Ms. Courtney Mueller and Mr. Brian Koob. We went apple picking in September. And the orchard we went to had about 40 different varieties of apple trees. So we could choose whatever we want and you can pick them right off the tree and you can taste test them right there. And they were honestly the most delicious apples I ate all year. And if you like them, you get more of them. If you don't like them, you just throw them on the ground. And that's part of the fun too. (laughs) And Pat, you specifically asked about the carnival versions the more whimsy the better i want donkeys i want chickens i want hay rides i want pumpkin patches i want everything you can have i want to see it all i want to experience it all it's just good clean wholesome family outdoor fun and also uh, mcfadden's right that you shouldn't have brought up apples and pumpkins you should have talked about strawberries and raspberries because that's what's in season and on that note in three days from now or actually two days ago when this podcast airs, uh, Lexi and my daughter and I will have gone strawberry picking. So I'm looking forward to that. So far. How apropos. That was how we're wrong, Patrick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you're four. Obviously you're four because everyone yeah. is four. You don't have to be adversarial. You can just admit <laughs> that you chose a bad topic that everybody was for. <laughs> This is a no, universal topic. It made activity. everybody think of fond memories. It's a wonderful Sorry, a topic. Yes. So last summer, um, my niece and nephew were with us, and we decided to go apple picking. And you left and, them there by accident. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and they tried to make applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some apple orchards around us, but none that let you pick. So we had to drive two hours into Georgia to get to one. And um, we got there and 90% of the apples were gone, uh, but it was still like <laughs> mid season. And I would say about 30 of them were rotting on the ground and it smelled like uh, behind a Chicago alley after yeah. uh, a, f- a fresh garbage trip. I mean, it was just so, Ooh. so gross. And we, we picked for like 20 minutes and we got like three good apples. So I was against that trip, especially since when you travel two hours with two small children to uh, go through a shit, somebody's shitty backyard and you get three apples, uh, they're not happy. And then you have to drive another two hours. Um, so I'm going to be against that specific trip. Fair enough. <laughs> that, doesn't, wait, that doesn't answer the question. Are it's you for or against apples? Of Great course activity. you are. Oh, in the future, you should just like go to the grocery store and like tie them up in your backyard tree. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the apples bloomed. All right, great. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. For or Against is brought to you by our very own merch store. That's right. We have merch. Visit foragainstpod.com slash shop to check out our spirited apparel and home goods. We've partnered with on-demand printing and fulfillment company printful.com. So that means that any idea we have for a product can quickly be uploaded to our store, processed by them, and purchased by you. Check out our merch store at foragainstpod.com. 
For or against is also brought to you by CryptoSwatches.com. A crypto swatch is a digital collectible traded on the WAX blockchain. They're the easiest, the most accessible way to get started learning about non-fungible tokens and crypto art. Visit CryptoSwatches.com today. And we're back. All right, Robbie, what's our topic going to be? Well, as we <laughs> said at the beginning, we're talking about indoor birds. <laughs> <laughs> Please define, please define <laughs> indoor birds for us. What 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 do you mean by indoor birds? Owning a pet that is a bird that lives inside a cage inside your house. So not when you go to Costco and a bird happened to get inside and it's just like flying around. <laughs> those are no, funny. Not or, the, or the airport. No, I'm oh, for those. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> uh, uh, no, being birds. an owner of a pet bird that lives in a cage in your house. And I'm going to start because... The first topic riled me up about this, and you didn't let me explain how riled up I am. Birds, even though I'm not a big fan of them, they do not deserve to live in small confined cages in someone's house. They are meant to fly around, explore open spaces. And if you are going to own a bird, let's say at a zoo, you better have a big ass cage, like the size of a house so that they can fly around. But that's not what I'm referring to. I'm referring to a cage in your house parrots in cages parakeets in cages that's just not right so for the bird's sake i'm against tell me where i'm wrong mcfadden your family owned birds i want to hear your perspective why did you torture these birds all right robbie uh you are wrong because it's not torture because they're birds they're like dumb <laughs> animals who cares it's a bird you can keep them in an even smaller cage than there most are, people there are dumb it doesn't humans. matter there it's are a dumb bird humans. do they belong doesn't in matter. cages no because they're humans there's a difference <laughs> and that slope is not a slippery <laughs> no, yes. It's not a slippery slope at all. The, the The next step is not just confining other, you know, humans into cages. Um, so, so you're wrong um, in in your reasoning, but you're right in your position. Oh, I am very against indoor birds because they're terrible pets. They're obnoxious. <laughs> they're messy. They're loud. They live forever. <laughs> they escape the cage and poop everywhere and fly into the window and some of them die. And then your brother blames you forever. Sorry, Dave. Um, the reason that we got them is because my cousins, they had birds. And then I don't know if you know this, but uh, birds procreate and make other birds. And so instead of doing the oh, sensible wow. thing and putting them in the freezer, they gave them to us. <laughs> oh. So we had That's birds awesome. for several years because of that. And uh, I'm against it, but not because of the bird, because of the human. They're terrible pets. Wow, they made they your suck. life worse. They made my life worse. Um, Never mind making so their life I'm, worse. I'm against. I'm only sort of joking about the whole freezer thing. <laughs> Is there a way to spade or neuter a bird, by the way? You smash the eggs. You get plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you make an omelet. It's not that hard. <laughs> A delicious See, a great delicious parakeet omelet. <laughs> we said it was a great it's topic. It's a great one bite. It's an amuse bouche. <laughs> yeah. Very nice bougie. soft boiled egg. Yeah. Okay. okay Pat Patrick, we have two against. Will you join the against bandwagon? Um, quick question for you. Are you for or against uh, gerbils or fish as pets? Yeah, I'm against fish as pets, but only 
kind of for McFadden's reasoning, it's just dumb to have a fish in a fishbowl. <laughs> what about a gerbil or like a guinea pig? Let's go guinea uh, pig because they're bigger. That is more for me in the bird camp. I don't want to keep a pet like that in a cage. I think that's wrong. Okay. In a small cage. Um, I'm against. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> for what position, though? I mean, why? Robbie's. Yeah, I think it's bad for the birds. Okay, all right, that's fine. Thank you, Pat. <laughs> See, sometimes enemies can find common ground. Mike Winand, <laughs> I am also <laughs> against. They're so loud, like really loud. I used to have a coworker who had one, and she worked out of her house, and like we'd be on calls, and you just hear just like constant, constant, like screeching noise and um I, it, it terrifies me to this day um yeah don't put a bird in your home you know birds belong outside if only there was some way that you could watch the birds that were outside your house you know you could feed them with a bird feeder but then also view them i don't think that that technology exists yet but if it did man that would be a really great topic for a future day excellent uh, quick question. Can birds be trained? You were talking about how they're so loud, but like, could you, like you could train a dog to some dogs to be quiet. Can you train a bird to be quiet? Pretty sure I saw a chicken play basketball at a carnival once. So I think yes. Chicken birds shit bingo is a thing. I don't know if they train <laughs> them to shit, but. <laughs> they're, well, the bottom line is uh, maybe you can, they're not that smart. And I think a lot of people, especially if they have like parrots that can talk, they, they trick themselves into thinking that there's like an emotional connection. The birds don't love you back. No, they do. Just you. like cats. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you, Robbie. Anything else to add? No. Thank you for letting me cover that topic. <laughs> You're most welcome. All right, Mike. Last topic of the night. What do you have? Last topic of the night is totally unrelated. Uh, not a bird bird topic, um, but I guess you, you could probably use it to, to buy a bird or bird related things. Gift cards. Um, I always get very nervous, uh, buying gifts for my friends. I, I like my friends and family. I love them very much. And I want them to know that I love them, uh, by buying them things that I think they would like. Uh, but often I'm wrong. I buy a panini press for my dad that I know has never been out of the box. But one time he said he liked paninis. <laughs> uh, and so an alternative for that often is gift cards um where you it's basically money but you can only buy use it at a certain place um often a place the person didn't even want to go to in the first place uh researchers estimate that three billion dollars worth of gift cards are unused uh, every year in america and there's 20 billion dollars worth of unused gift cards circulating in america are gift cards you know, the thought that counts or should we really be spending the time and actually purchasing things for our or making things maybe for our friends and family to show them how much we care? Rob, I love you very much. Would you be willing to, to would you accept a gift card from me? Do you like gift cards or should I think harder? Uh, I do like gift cards. I think there's a way for gift cards to be thoughtful. Um, if for me, a gift is most meaningful when it's given or received at an unexpected time. And that doesn't, there could still be an occasion for it, but you just might not be expecting that. Like, 
oh, I didn't know that Weiner was going to get me something for uh, Valentine's Day this year. That's a really lovely thought. And if you got me like a $15 um, gift card to get Victoria's Secret, or no, not Victoria's Secret. That's some, something more applicable. Like a $15 gift card for like... Um... Hey, why? Wait, hold on. Was your first example Wynan gave you a Valentine's Day <laughs> gift card to Victoria's Secret? Yeah, he's hinting pretty hard. <laughs> What's going All on? Right, but you got it. Well, we did say we're both vaccinated now and we're going to get a lot closer sooner than later. So, all right. Um, Just wanted to clarify. No, no, no let's, say, let's say if it, like Wynan was like, I got you a, a $15 gift card to the Hershey's store. Let's say there's a Hershey store around. I, mean, I know you really like chocolate. Happy Valentine's Day. I would say that's a really thoughtful gift because like you're thinking of me. And you wanted to give me something at a time when I didn't really expect it. I think that's a really loving gesture. And I might not even use it, but I think that thought is still just as meaningful as if you were to get me something. You're saying a gift card is meaningful if it's given to you at a time that you're not expecting a gift. Which kind of defeats the whole purpose of the question. No, like, I, well, I think people shouldn't really expect gifts ever, I guess. But, like, there are certainly times where... Kids can expect gifts around their birthday yes. and Christmas and Hanukkah. I mean, That's a good point. Unless you're a monster. Do you not give your family gifts? We do. No, we, we give we give gifts for all the occasions. And it is a pain in the ass. It is let, that's actually the real point of this topic here. I find that we as a as a like siblings, we often like go in on gifts together for parents and things like that. And we're always trying way too hard to make sure we're getting something that the gift recipient really likes. And I wish that it was what easy. What kind as- of monster is answering this question? <laughs> Patrick, dive in. Let's see. <laughs> what do you think of gift cards? Well, I hate everyone that I know. So <laughs> <laughs> when I have to get them a gift. No, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Robbie. I don't want to always be against you, but I did not understand that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm hungry. I used um, a gift card to get food. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Just go, uh, Pat. I, I I usually like gift cards a lot of times from uh, like a grandma or an aunt or uncle get like 20 bucks for Amazon at Christmas or whatever. And that's usually nice, um, except for Amazon, because most of the time, like it, it's very easy to spend Amazon gift cards when not trying, when you're just going to buy something on Amazon because it defaults to use any credit that you have. So usually I'll I'll get like a gift card and then it will be spent on like cheese or something accidentally. Did you buy a cheese from Amazon? <laughs> yeah, where do you get your cheese? Amazon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, I go cheese picking. My uh, father-in-law <laughs> got me a Dunkin' Donuts gift card this last Christmas. And I very much enjoyed that because I, I very much like Dunkin' Donuts, but it, it's not, I mean, it's not that expensive, but I don't need to spend money on store-bought coffee every day. So it was really nice because for a couple of weeks, I was able to go and get Dunkin' anytime I wanted to. Um, so I think that it could be very nice, especially when it is like specific to the person, which it sounded like Robbie started to say. So like he got me Dunkin', <laughs> which was a nice thought because he knows I like Dunkin'. Because you run on Dunkin'. I do. <laughs> so I'm going to be four. All right. Mike McFadden. All right. I'd like to share a quick anecdote about gift cards because this is one of my favorite gift card related stories of all time. Um, My wife is a a teacher at elementary school. Oh, you guys get a lot of gift cards, I bet. 
Well, yeah. And the problem is uh, my wife has certain dietary restrictions. So for a long time, she received a bunch of gift cards that she couldn't really use. And she wasn't really a coffee drinker. So like all the Dunkin' and Starbucks, like she you know, couldn't really benefit from them. So she had the genius idea during persuasive essay writing. She wrote an exemplar essay um, that she read to the students and used to teach essay writing about why Chipotle is the best restaurant. And one of the examples that she used was that it makes an excellent gift card idea for a friend, family member, or teacher. And that Christmas, she received over $100 in Chipotle wow. gift cards. It was a wonderful, wonderful uh, surprise. And um, I got the benefit from them. Gift cards are great because it gives you an excuse to uh, spend frivolously on something that you probably wouldn't spend your money on. Um, I got a nice gift card from a, a family, uh, from a student that I taught, and I bought a, a new Kindle Paperwhite. And I had an old Kindle, but I was like, and it worked fine, except it was a little bit finicky, but like I wanted the Paperwhite. And I, I was like, you know what? I have enough money from this gift card that I can justify doing it. And I didn't have any buyer's remorse because it wasn't money I was expecting. And it was really sort of, you know, pegged into this one, you know, place where I could use it. And so I just went ahead and got it. Um, I'm a big fan of gift cards, uh, and I don't really know why you wouldn't be. I'm I'm four. Uh, okay, so we got three fours. Uh, I'll make it four fours uh, with some caveats. Um, gift cards are a way that you say, I want to give you cash, but it's gauche to give someone cash. So I'm going <laughs> to give you a gift card instead. I don't know what that says about society. We'll have to dig into that. But I think you're still, if you're going to give a gift card, you still have to be thoughtful of it. You can't give just, you know, Olive Garden gift cards willy nilly. Um, That's why I said Victoria's Secret. Olive Garden is terrible. There's a lot of different reasons why. Um, I can't tell you how many stacks of $5 Starbucks gift cards I have from bosses or boss, uh, like uh, people, associates and stuff. When people. But again, a foot long. Yeah, it's just like a terrible thing. So uh, no more Starbucks gift cards. If you're going to give a gift card, I'd say instead of if you have the inkling to give somebody clothes, which is like like, I have another group of friends. Sorry, guys, where we actually do pool money together to give each other uh, um, birthday cards or birthday presents. What? And so weird. Well, it's like 10 of us. And then like we all pull money together and then we give each other a one one total gift for everybody. Yeah, that's birthday. weird. That's really weird. It's friendship. You should look into it. Um, but it. like fashion, we've been steered away from fashion. But if you gave a gift card, because you don't know what size people are or their style, but a gift card to someplace that sells clothes, you know, you could show them like a brand they may not have heard of or tell them to not wear camo future episode um and uh, and use a gift card so four gift cards but just it doesn't absolve you from the thoughtfulness as much as you want it to all right thank you mike uh it is now time for our lightning round looks like robbie silver is going to be leading us off and uh robbie why don't you take it away what is the the focus of our lightning round well my wife just delivered me some food so i'm fueled up partially i hopefully will be a little bit more coherent for the rest of this show So earlier on, we talked about the bird buddy. So it got me to thinking what other animals typically live around people's yards. And so are you for or against having these animals roam around in your yard? 
Got it. Got it. Okay, we're going to go um, McFadden, Lothian, Wynand. Four against having these animals in your yard. Foxes. I have a, um, a coyote that does go in my yard every now and then. And that I know it's not a fox, but, you know, there's some common lineage at some point in the evolutionary, um, you know, history. And it's kind of cool to see like these wild animals that you wouldn't expect to see in the suburbs. Though I am very concerned that it's going to eat my son and dog. So like for that reason, at this point in my life, while I have those things, I'm against reluctantly. Pat? Um, I'm also worried it would eat my tiny dog. I'm less worried that it would eat my baby because I'm not just going to leave my baby outside. (laughs) Um, But there's, I can't, I think it might've been coyotes that there's like a really interesting history of coyote tracking in downtown Chicago. And there's like a bunch of just like live in Chicago and that's like their natural home now. Um, that was pretty cool. My brother told me about some for that. <laughs> so you're full. You're I'm confused. Are you foxes. for or against foxes in your yard against? Okay. Wynand. <laughs> uh, I'm for foxes are cool looking. They're not going to be there for long. Um, and uh, might be trying to kill some of these other things that we're talking about later that yeah. I hate. So four. Yeah, and I'm also four. They really only go for things that are like three pounds, and that's or, or smaller. So I'm not worried about my daughter or even a dog. Foxes are cool. I'm four. Okay, next four against opossums, or as you might say, possums. Uh, these things are gross. They look like giant rats. I don't like them. Uh, I'm against. Um, my dog, when I was younger, was growling under our grill that had a cover on it. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I got down on the ground and I lifted it up and a possum hissed at me. And I did not like that. (laughs) It's a four. (laughs) These things are 55 million years old. As far as genealogy goes, they're monsters. They cannot die. They're, uh, marsupials, which is disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah i'm against shoot him in the face <laughs> they're actually like they get a bad rap because they're they're actually they don't do that much harm they're they're relatively friendly to humans i think they just get a bad rap i'm for all right okay deer in your yard on my wedding day a deer wandered into my parents yard where uh we were getting ready and i think that was a good sign so i'm for Yard deers. Uh, yeah, the yard deer would be awesome. Four. <laughs> I used to have deer in my parents' house like literally all the time. And oh, yeah. they're really annoying. And they don't give a shit if you're there or not. And they'll eat anything and everything. So I respect the deer, but move it along. Get out of the house. <laughs> yeah, Winan's right about this. Deer are majestic, they're beautiful creatures. But I prefer them in my neighbor's yard, not my own yard, because they eat everything. They'll eat your bushes, they'll eat your plants, and they won't care. Um, so I'd like to look at them from across the street, not in my own yard. Against. Uh, field mice in your yard. Mm, I think I'm okay with that, uh, as long as they're clearly in the yard. As soon as they get close to the house, though, that's a that's a no-go zone. And I really, I, I want to see them like every, maybe once a, once a year. Like, I'm like, oh, there's a little field mouse. And then it runs away and I never see it again. But if you start to see field mice a lot, that's not a great thing. That, something, something's not 
good happening there. Yeah. So, but I'll say four. It's a strange answer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're like less cute squirrels. So against very surprised, though, Rob, that you don't have snakes on this list, which is what you should be worrying about in Buda, Texas. Um, but if it would attract a cool ass snake, <laughs> then four. <laughs> Uh, and I'm against field mice for the same reason that McFadden was starting to get at, because if you do see a field mice in your yard, they're probably going to get into your house at some point. And I don't want them in my house. So I'm against uh, <clears throat> keep going raccoons. Um, I mentioned in a previous episode that my son Jack thinks that raccoons are funny and <laughs> I would love for him to see a real raccoon. <laughs> some for. Oh, he's never seen one. It's not a real one, only cartoons and picture books. And he's got a sticker that he puts into his picture book with the other raccoons. Oh, actually, wait, now that might be lemurs, but those are basically raccoons. Anyway, the raccoons of the I like sea. raccoons four in my yard. Front yard, though, not in the fence. <laughs> no, man, raccoons are like crazy smart. You talked about like animals that are trainable and like raccoons back in the day. Has, there used to be raccoon shows used to go around. Very smart, too smart, opposable thumbs. They're coming for our jobs. I don't know. Thank you. I did show up to a family reunion once and there was a raccoon just on my uncle's shoulders. Next to your grandma's monkey. <laughs> was it his raccoon or just a raccoon oh, that he made friends with? It was a friend's raccoon. <laughs> cool. Who's also uh, a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got two more for you. Pigeons. We, if you're in the city, maybe you see them more, but pigeons. Backyard, I, I no, that, pigeons don't belong in my backyard. Yeah, that would be confusing. What I'd if they made an pigeon. appearance at your, on your buddy, bird buddy? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that might be kind of cool, but I'd rather see a <laughs> finch. <laughs> Whining pigeons? Pigeons are terrible. I, I used to live in a city and they would be everywhere. One of the funniest things that's ever happened is my wife Flavia was mad and was mad at a pigeon and said, get away and, and kicked at it. Instead of kicking at it, she kicked it in the head. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> she had to act like she did that on purpose. So I'd like to see that again. So for that reason, I'm four because I want to see Flavia kick one in the head by accident. I feel like we've all attempted that before, like the fake kick. Yeah. Like you don't you don't actually want to hit it, but she actually she did. hit it. Wow. Amazing. Well, it probably deserved it. I'm also against pigeons. They are disgusting creatures and they're infesting our cities. Okay. Last one I've got for you. We don't really have them where we're from, but alligators. If you're from other parts of our country, you might have alligators in your yard. This is no, I'll pass. I'm against. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> no, I'm cool. I'm not cool with the coyote in my yard, but the alligator, that would be fun. <laughs> we had an alligator in my, my grandpa parents pool uh once when i was a kid it wasn't very big wasn't gonna hurt anybody but you really do need to call animal control they don't belong belong there um they're cool looking but you can you can go to a zoo um <laughs> I'm, I'm against you guys know the differences between alligators and crocodiles yes i know that they're different animals yeah the same thing i didn't know anything about crocodiles them. will fuck you up dude alligators don't want to have anything to do with you crocodiles are actually but they scarier. will kill you but I, I didn't know the difference. And now I know some of the differences because of a children's program that my daughter watches. That shows <laughs> you the difference between crocodiles and alligators. So thank you to that two-year-old's program. Rob, we're going to have to talk about snakes offline because that's something you should be looking at in your backyard. We, Red yeah, and we black, actually, black and yellow. 
kill a fellow. Red and yellow, kill a fellow. Actually, I should probably look that up. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we just saw a Facebook alert for the area where we live, and they said that there is a rattlesnake in the neighborhood, yeah. like in the greater neighborhood area. So we have to be on the lookout. Oh, my. All right. Well, thank you, Robbie, for that not so lightning, lightning round. <laughs> That's it, everybody. That's the show. You can find us on Instagram at Four Against Pod, where we post weekly. Tell a friend, an aunt, an uncle about our show. Subscribe if you're not and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Supposedly, it really helps. We don't know. Catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just old friends on the podcast, we build a defense On ridiculous topics that you for or against Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against